Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the United States Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina, and responsibly social distancing again this week is Dairy Field head coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Joe, doing pretty good. You know, day, like we've like we've talked about before, days like today are good. It's a beautiful day out. Got out for a little bit of a walk. You know, got outside, did some work outside today. It was nice. Yeah, finally feels like uh, like spring, I guess, and and this weekend's probably going to feel more, even more so. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. It'll be good. Yeah, we need it right now. Yeah. Uh, so if you're joining us for the first, uh, this is your first show of the year, uh, or you haven't tuned in in a couple of weeks, uh, like pretty much everything else these days, we've mixed things up a bit by adding uh, special guests to the show. Uh, this week, joining us to talk about his program will be Winnicott Boys Lacrosse Coach Pat Snow. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, as always, you can send us your questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, you can listen to the, lacro- the lacrosse show uh, every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. And just a reminder, uh, we are one week closer to the deadline for senior pages. Uh, you've got until midnight next Friday to reserve your page. Uh, after that, there'll be a lot like uh, uh, disinfectant wipes. Uh, you won't be able to find them anywhere. Um, you know, So get on the site, nh-highschoolsports.com. There's a tab at the top of the page that says Senior Pages. Uh, click on that, read all about it, and uh, and order your page. Well, I'm excited today, Joe. We've got, uh, you know, Pat Snow coming on uh, from Winnicunit. You know, um, extremely, you know, a great, great coach, good coaching staff, and they've had a lot of success over the last couple of years. I, I'm curious to know, you know, what's what's changed for them? How is the how has the program gone from, you know, a pretty good team to going all the way to the state finals next year, and and now seeming like, you know, a team that year in and year out is going to have championship uh, aspirations. Yeah, that that was. Um... You know, you look at, at, at what the teams that were in the Final Four last year, of course, in, in, in Division Two. you had uh, Derryfield, Portsmouth, Goffstown, um, three teams that have been there, you know, if not a couple years in a row. Uh, I think Goffstown maybe missed a year or two in there um, in the last couple of years. Uh, but for Winnicott to be there, um, you know, and, and like you said, making the final last year, that was a, a, a huge step. So, um, and and I think that's got to be something that I mean it, it really can can what it can change your program a lot like you 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 start to get kids out maybe that you know you wouldn't normally get because they want to be a part of something something special right they had one of the larger rosters uh, in the state last year and I know you know I think they were really looking to capitalize on you know the the, the progress they had last year you know and so I do think uh, this spring not having lacrosse uh, is definitely you know, it's got to be killing them. But, um, you know, I think I, I do think that, um, you know, they are a team that given their depth and, and the, you know, excitement on the seacoast around lacrosse, um, you know, they're, they're a team that's going to be here for a while. They were always a team that was kind of a top eight team. And then and then they just took the big they took that big jump last year, you know, and, uh, you know, that that win over Portsmouth, I think, was 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 program changing. You know, be, before we bring Pat in, I want to ask you uh, just what have you been uh up to this uh since we we did this last um how are, are any uh any changes or, or communication among your guys how are they holding up and, and how are you holding up yeah we're doing okay i mean this is this would be actually about the time where every year i would have to you know kind of re-energize my guys and maybe even look to take a step back a little bit to what we'd be doing at practice because we're starting to get towards the end of the the school year where where school works ramping up finals uh projects all that kind of stuff i've, I've had a few guys um, you know, probably will not make the Zoom meeting tomorrow, and we talked about it, and that's fine. 
but we're just we're trying to keep it light and we're having some fun. We as we talked about, you know, you kind of missed out on getting to know uh, your teammates this year, especially the freshmen and stuff. So we've been doing, uh, like I said, we've been doing cahoots. We recently did. Uh, we started changing over to Jeopardy trivia's, and now this week we're doing uh, two truths and a lie to uh, to get oh, to know our to get to know our teammates a little bit better. So. <laughs> So having having a little bit of fun. Yeah, you know, and th- this was kind of um, going to be a different spring in terms of scheduling because I think this year the season regular season was going to go because Memorial Day is so early. Uh, the season was going to go beyond Memorial Day, which usually isn't the case. So I was, yeah, right. that was kind of an interesting um, thing. I wanted to see how that was going to kind of work, how it was going to feel, you know, with that extra or maybe not extra week, but a long weekend mixed into the regular season instead of going into the playoffs. Yeah, it would have been it would have been interesting to get that long weekend. You know, how many how many teams would have been able to practice over that time? And then, you know, what would the games have looked like the following week? Would they have been sloppy? You know, um, you know, and, and how do you how do you use that to your advantage going into the playoffs, giving your guys extra rest and stuff? So, um, you know, I looked at my schedule. We definitely had a plan in place. And I, I probably thinking about this, I probably would have given my guys the entire weekend off, even though I think we had a game on Tuesday. Um, you know, we might've done a, a light walkthrough on Monday, but, uh, you know, I just know from past experience that this is the time of year where, where my guys tend to, to start to hit that lull and, and you got to get through it to ramp it back up again for the playoffs. So we probably would have taken advantage of the full weekends off here. Uh, things, things that we, you know, I, again, with the, with the schedule not being, um, you know, up there to, to look at, it's kind of trying to remember what was going to be where. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, kind of thing I kind of forgot about, I think, until until just now that, that the schedule was a little bit off this year and in, in, in terms of uh, where it fell on the calendar. So, I, you know, well, I, I don't know what next year looks like, but, uh, you know, maybe it'll happen again next year. And, and hopefully we're we're actually out and, and doing things next year. I don't care what it looks like next year as long as we're on the field. So. <laughs> you'll play you'll play like show up and wherever they tell you to play. If it's snowing, it's raining, where whatever we whatever we exactly, have to do. Exactly, exactly. I don't want to hear anybody complain about weather next spring as long as we're out there. We'll be fine. All right, uh, let's uh, let's bring in Pat now uh, and get him get some of his thoughts on on just what's been going on this year. Let's do it. And Pat, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. Uh, hanging in there. Obviously, missing lacrosse like everyone else you've had on here, um, but keeping myself busy with remote teaching and playing a little golf in my free time. So, trying to stay busy. You know, we we were before we got you on here, we were talking a little bit about you know the the season that you, you had last year and you know making it to the the finals, um, you know, and what that can kind of do for for a program. You know, what what were you looking at this year uh, with your team? What what did you kind of what were the expectations and how did you know, having the success you had last year maybe affect, um, you know, what kids were doing in the off season. Um, I think that the goal, I mean, for the whole team and the guys that I spoke to, um, we had a lot of returners. We had like 12 returners from last year. Um, you know, the biggest thing probably would be replacing that defense that we had last year, which was all seniors. Um, but we had guys that have been in our program, um, and the, the kids that played behind that defense last year practiced with us all last year. They were all on varsity team, the guys we expected this year. So that would have been our biggest, um, I guess, question mark, um, how those guys were going to fill into certain roles defensively. But offensively, we had most of our guys back, um, you know, a bunch of juniors on that team last year uh, defensively. But then, um, you know, a big part of our offense was 
uh, sophomore loaded. So it was, it's going to be good to have those guys back um, offensively even next year. Um, but we had, you know, 10 or 12 seniors going into this year. We were pretty balanced, you know, between the four grades. And uh, I think we were just looking to try to pick up where we left off. Obviously, um, we had a hell of a run last year um, going up into that state title game, which we had never been to before. Um, so I think that kind of set the new standard is like, you know, we want to try to prepare and compete to make the playoffs and try to make a run. I think that's going to be the new expectation going forward. Yeah, Pat, we were we were talking about that before we came on. And, you know, we were saying that, you know, Winnicott's always been a strong program, always, you know, perennially like a like a top eight program. What do you, what do you attribute the, the jump to? Like what, what's really changed to now, you know, bring Winnicott to arguably, you know, a year in and year out championship contender? I think um, we're just really seeing the sport grow around town. Um, so we're we're really trying to get on board with the youth programs. Um, so they're streamlining into our our system. Um, I actually just put on Twitter today a video from last year. We had a big community night where we invited pretty much grades five through eight to come. And we had basically a practice um, that we end with like an alumni game. So we're really trying to celebrate the game more around town. Um, and trying to promote it, you know, through the youth program. So kids, by the time they get to high school, are excited to play lacrosse. And um, our numbers have been fantastic. Um, you know, and I I always say that I was left a pretty good program. You know, Chuck Roby started the program 20-some-odd years ago, and then John Gazzo took it over. And I was left with just a um, a really great group of guys and a great tradition that I've I've been fortunate enough to take over. So, you know, trying to promote the game, I'd say, is the biggest part and, you know, get kids excited to play. Absolutely. No, I mean, you guys have always had strong athletes there, um, you know, big, strong, tough kids. Uh, you know, you had mentioned one of the one of the, uh, the the strengths of your team that you lost the year ago was your defense. But, you know, can you talk a little bit about Carter and what role he was going to play uh, for the team this year? Yeah, I mean he took us to a, a state championship last year. He came up with some amazing saves. He's an unbelievable reactive goalie. Um, you know, he was doing this as a sophomore kid who had never seen the varsity field before. We just kind of threw him into the fire last year and uh, he, he really stepped up big and um, we're lucky that we get him. you know, fingers crossed that we have a season next year, but Carter will be back. He's only a junior. So uh, we're, we're hoping to, have a, a good senior year for him next year um it'll be nice to have him back for sure absolutely i can't remember who i told it to but at one point i said you know i was impressed that kid i was a big sweatpant guy too in college and uh i i gave him a lot of credit man wearing, wearing sweatpants in uh, 85 90 degree heat in the championships that was uh that was impressive so he, yeah he's I, got my respect i think he i think he had the hoodie on that game too he, he, so yeah he classic did wear goalie. the hoodie all season. Yep. Classic yep. goalie, you know, maybe a little superstition. And, you know, I know he always liked to be really warm like that. He always said, I'm, I'm comfortable, coach. I'm comfortable. I'm like, you're going to die in that that hoodie. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's, you know, I, I just leave him alone. I try not to talk to him too much because he gets in the zone. And uh, that's right where right where he, he likes to be. So keeps you loose. Keeps you loose. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned you had, what, about a dozen, a dozen seniors this year. Just can you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of those guys and, and what you were expecting uh, from them this year? Yeah, um, the majority of those guys would have been defensive players. Um, first two I'll talk about are uh, Chaz Lukowski. He was, uh, he backed up Lou Granger last year at the LSM. Um, you know, pretty similar type of player, you know, plays with a little, 
little edge and he's fast. He's a ground ball machine. Um, so he would have been nice to kind of keep that middle of the field game going for us when we were able to turn a lot of defense into offense last year with Lou and his speed. Um, Chaz definitely would have provided that for us this year. Um, a returning starting defenseman would have been Hunter Medor. He kind of played the middle of that zone last year. He was our hot guy, pretty smart kid, um, you know, vocal out there, big leader on the field. So those two would have, you know, cored our defensive unit. But then we would have had guys like Mike Dunleavy and Zach Ladera stepping up to fill some other roles at uh, long pole. And then a, a position no one ever really hears about, and this kid is probably our unsung hero, Jake Murray. Um, Chris, you probably remember him. He's a tiny little defensive midfielder. Yep. But he's got incredible speed. He won't back down from anyone. Um, you know, would have been a senior captain for us this year. I think he's going on to play soccer at Endicott next year. But um, super great kid. Like one, one of my most favorite kids I've ever coached. Um, just will do anything that he's asked. And he, he's playing the most unselfish position on the field. So, um, you know, he would have been been great for us again this year. Would have been his third year playing defensive midfield. So, um, you know, we were looking forward to see what Jake Jake had to offer defensively. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, Gavin O'Hara, uh, who's played for us for this would have been his third season. Uh, we played him as a sophomore a little bit. Um, he just one of those kids who's just a fantastic athlete, um, has a, a good knack for getting the ball in the back of the net. He was the one that scored the uh, game tying goal against Portsmouth in semis last year, just kind of ripped the corner and. Uh, he's one of those kids, like, he doesn't seem like he's going to go out there and light you up, but he's, you know, a big, tall, strong kid and uh, would have been a big goal scorer for us this year. So tell me if I, if my scouting report is right. Is he actually a lefty or, or or is he just that good with his left hand, too, that I couldn't tell? He's a righty. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? He's, he was – I was really impressed by him last year. He, he, he showed, like you said, you know, you, you kind of, if you didn't pay attention to him, he was going to bite you and he'd have three or four goals when you looked at the end of the game. And it was like, man, where did that kid come from? Yeah. yeah I, think, I really liked him as a player. I think it was his, his sophomore year. We were playing you guys at your place. It was that tight game when you guys had Glosner yep. and, and that group. Um, he was a sophomore and I think yep. he was on our second line midi midfield. And we moved him up to the first line that game. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, okay. Gavin can score some goals. I think he had like our, and maybe the only three or four goals we scored in that game. Uh, but he, he had a couple of them. And I, I remember like, all right, we have something in this kid. Uh, for two, uh, I remember exactly. He had two really nice man up goals. You guys, yeah. you guys sent him on a couple cuts and, uh, you know, he caught on the run and ripped it. He did. He was, yeah, no, he really yeah. stepped up in that game. So he would have been fun to watch this year. And he's just a great kid, surfer kid, kind of has that like laid back thing. And maybe I think you see that in his game a little bit. He can kind of catch you off guard. Coach, anyone anyone else in the in the senior class you want to mention? Um, that's it for seniors. The rest of the guys um, really would have been, um, you know, junior offensive players yep. mostly. But um, yeah, that's it for the seniors. So how you know, and and so you've had you've had a lot of guys that have come up through the youth and they changed your program. But can you talk a little bit about what what Joe Evans has meant to your program and and how he's helped over the last couple of years? Oh man, he's been so invaluable for us. Um, you know, I've kind of just let him take the offense and run with it. We were we were kind of just stuck in our old ways. Um, I, I was a goalie myself, so I kind of come from a defensive background. Um, so offensively, you know, we were a team that would kind of rely on defense and just try to just outscore other teams 
um, by just enough before we were never like a 14, 15, you know, goal a game team, but Joe's kind of brought in an offense um, that the kids are buying into. It allows them to create a little bit. Um, but also, you know, he was a pretty um, well-known goalie as well. So, you know, he has some ideas defensively that I've listened to, but he's been so great. Um, you know, I can, it allows me in practice to really focus on the things I want to do defensively. And he just kind of, him and Matt Pongres take the offense and run. And um, they've done such a nice job for us the last couple of years. It's been great to have them both. You know, what are, what are some things that you've been trying to do with the guys to, to kind of keep them, you know, keep in touch with them, not just keep in touch with them, but also, you know, try to get them out there, you know, maybe so they're not uh, maybe doing the same things all the time or getting, you know, getting a little bogged down and, 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 you know, not being able to, to get together with their teammates. Yeah, we've, um, I've, I've been listening to the podcast kind of similar to what other people do. And we started with just trying to post workouts when there was some, some hope that we still might have a season. Um, so we were using like the Google classroom platform that all kids use for school right now. Um, and staying connected through that, giving them workouts, um, you know, little YouTube clips to watch to kind of keep their, their mind on the game. Um, since the season's been canceled, uh, I've done a couple of zoom calls, checked in with my seniors. Uh, we've, you know, we've started a, we try to get a trick shot video challenge going in. A couple of kids have submitted videos and we're going to, we're going to roll it out in the next couple of days here. Um, so just trying to keep their mind on the cross and stay positive. And, you know, I, I tell my guys, you know, this is, this is, this is tough. Um, it's extremely tough for all of us, but I also say if this is the worst thing that, that happens to you in your life, you lived a pretty good life. So I, I, you know, I'm just trying to keep, keep them positive and, you know, try to keep their mind on the cross, but also keep them safe at the same time. You know, at first we were pushing kids to go out and shoot and get together and things, but obviously the guidelines have, um, you know, really gone against that. So we're just trying to adhere to guidelines, but, you know, keep the kids motivated a little bit, keep them moving um, through workouts and, you know, wall ball and all those types of activities. I'm with you, coach. It hasn't been easy. I think, I think everybody's, everybody's trying different things and, uh, but I think your message is good. I mean, we are, eventually we will return to sports and there will be another lacrosse season. So looking forward to it in, in that vein, did you guys have any, any games you were really looking forward to this season? Did you have any out of state games, rivalry games? What, what were you guys really looking forward to this season? Um, you know, with the schedule being pretty much the same as last year, you know, we started out with some some pretty good teams right off the bat. Uh, we, we've added South to our schedule the last couple of years. Uh, I know they're going to have a lot of kids back from last year. And, that, you know, that would have been were, a great game. Yeah, they were tough last year. And, you know, we, we had so many kids out for that that one. So it would have been interesting to see how that turned out at full strength. But, um, you know, a good test for us right off the bat. And then we had you guys, St. Thomas and, and Goffstown, um, you know, three of the top four teams from last year. So uh, definitely the start of that schedule. I feel like you get a good little litmus test of, of what you have in your team. Um, so it's nice to start with those tough games and then the schedule definitely lightened up a little bit, but then same thing bookends um, ends with some tough ones. We had Oyster river who I know they were young last year. I, I had them as being maybe a top eight this year, Merrimack, who's always always given us given us fits, and then our rival Portsmouth. Um, we always look forward to that game, and me and Chad have a nice little rivalry going now on the seacoast. Um, so you know, I know the kids always circle that one. Um, you know, for the season, that's a, that's a big one. 
Yep. No, it would have been good, but it'll be good again next year too. I think it'll yeah. bring things up even more now that now that we've had a year away from it. So I think the kids will kids will be kids will get back out there again. Yeah, the excitement should be at an all time high next spring. <laughs> Absolutely. We should we should find but, a way to get get you guys matched up with with South at some point over the summer, even if it's just like in a parking lot or something. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that was go. yeah, I know that I it's that game last year was one of the. Um, you know, even being the first game of the year for, for I think, for both teams, right? You know, and, yeah. and it was, I, if I remember correctly, it was pretty cold that day. Um, yep. You know, and it was still, it was a, a very entertaining game, and, and you're right, I think it would have been the same this year. Um, you know, really would have been a fun one to watch. Yeah. I mean, it, went, I mean you went toe-to-toe with them, and you were missing uh, Granger and McDougal, I think, right? Uh, uh, Granger, McDougal, and Jake uh, Cladaris, basically yeah. our three, three starting poles, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, those young guys were thrown right into the fire and those were the guys we would have kind of relied on this year with. So they did get a little bit of experience in that game last year and some other games we were able to, to get them into. So, um, it wasn't like they were going to come into this season, you know, with, with no experience. So, um, I'm bummed for those, those senior defensemen that didn't get a chance this year. All right, Chris, I think it's time for you to, uh, to really put them on the hot seat here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Pat, you said you've been you said you've been listening to the podcast, so you should know what's coming right now. I hope you oh boy. get some <laughs> So we've been trying to ask some fun questions, trying to see, you know, uh just highlight some guys on the team in goofy fun ways. Um, you know, do you have do you have a guy who who would have been bringing the the music to the to the scene this year? Who would have who would have been uh the team entertainer? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the kid probably you guys haven't heard of. He was a JV guy last year, but um, just an awesome kid, like super always into style and what his hair looks like. Tyler Place probably would have been uh, maybe in charge of some playlists. Okay. All right. Well, you may have just answered the other question. I was going to ask who, who's going to be doing the crazy haircuts or the, the playoff, the playoff uh, mohawks and stuff. Who would have been the barber? Who would have been the lead uh, hairstylist there? Oh, we got a couple of kids that maybe would have done that. Um, let's see. And now Gavin and, and Jack Ellis both have like the long flow. They get, you know, they get, the, okay. they get the oh. hair hanging out of the back of the helmet. So I, I wouldn't put it past one of them to do some crazy haircut. Ellis might be down for like a mullet or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about, how about, uh, how about hidden talents? Any of you guys have any, any, anything that you know about? Can they cook? Uh, are they, you know, do they, do they play an instrument? Anybody do something, you know, out of the box as far as stereotypical lacrosse players? Um, we got a couple of those actually. Nice. Um, Mike Dunleavy, he, you would never expect it cause he's kind of a shy kid in, on the lacrosse scene, but he's actually like big into like theater and acting. So, um, that, that, I think that's a cool talent. Uh, Gavin O'Hara's little brother, uh, James, who is a f- basketball standout he probably wouldn't would have been with us on varsity this year i mean he can dunk a basketball and um do a standing backflip you know so he has some of those weird intangibles so I, i'd give it to those two guys dunleavy you said dunleavy's a theater guy yeah yeah he's like big into acting he, we, our school has a um you know a tv broadcast that they do every friday and he, he helps run that so he's big into the film and and acting and i know he's done a couple of school plays too Ah, that's perfect. I'm gonna have to give him a call right after. They'll fit in perfect at Dairyfield next year. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so coach, finally, one last thing for you. We've been asking, we've been asking everybody, you know, uh, what have you have you picked up any new skills over the quarantine here? Have you found anything that uh, you know maybe you really enjoy doing, or something something you didn't know you had a talent for before? Uh, cooking. I've always go. been able to cook, but I like I've been very good about grocery shopping and like trying to cook together some meals. But also, my fiance and I just bought a house. We close on Friday, so. Uh, packing has become a hobby that I've not loved. Uh, my whole middle room here is just filled to the ceiling with boxes. So <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that the last few days. I, I went through that. We we had to do that. We did it during the middle of the quarantine. We moved and uh, I never want to move again. So I don't envy you. But congratulations on uh, on the engagement and the new house. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, been a good you know few months for me. All things aside, all crazy things aside. What was uh what was your favorite meal that you've cooked so far? What was the, what was the or or best one? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. I I'm a big grill guy, so I got a okay. I've done a couple of steak dishes that have been been really good. Um, nice. Love cooking on my grill, so I, I'm gonna go with good steak dinner. All right, all right, coach. We'll let him off the hot seat. Now. All right. <laughs> go. All right. Well, Pat, I want to thank you again for uh, taking the time to chat with us, uh, and and hopefully we are all. Uh, uh, we're all doing this on a lacrosse field somewhere uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for guys for your continued uh, coverage of New Hampshire lacrosse. I think it's great what you guys are doing, so keep up the good work. That was Pat Snow, uh, Winnicott Boys lacrosse coach. I want to thank him again for joining us. Uh, so this week, uh, we're only going to have one guest. Um, we're going to take a little time. Uh, I, I, I want to find out uh, from Coach Hetler here who is also the uh, athletic director at Dairy Field. Uh, this was his, what, your first year doing that. Um, you know, what, what have you been hearing going on, um, you know, with any talk with any other ADs around the state or, or maybe even around the country? Is there some talk or some hope of, you know, I saw earlier today that, that Iowa approved uh, baseball and softball to keep playing. They're a little different, though, because I believe their seasons stretched through uh, the summer. I shouldn't say keep playing, but, but return to playing. Uh, but their seasons take place in the summer, so that's a little bit different than here. Uh, so what are, what are you hearing? What's going on? Well, I, I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I saw if, if people have been following the news, uh, you know, Notre Dame announced a, a plan to bring students back to campus. It's it's a pretty out-of-the-box uh, plan. They're, they're going to bring students back early in August, and they're going to skip breaks. They're going to go straight through and end the trimester on uh, right at, or sorry, the semester right at, right at Thanksgiving. Um, so they're gonna bring students back, test to ensure that everyone's healthy at the time and then do the best they can to continue the test and minimize the risk and, and uh, be, able to, be able to keep students on campus there and finish up a little bit early. Uh, so I thought that was a, that was a unique solution uh, to getting students back on campus. You know, another thing that's come out today recently was the NCAA has announced uh, their initial approval for a, uh, the return to fall sports. Um, that came out recently. There were there were three or four sports that they they've started to uh, to open back up again and come up with guidelines for. Uh, you know, locally here, uh, New Hampshire ADs are getting together starting this week. I'm on a task force to look around the reopening of fall sports and different things again. Uh, we're, we're not going to be making decisions in terms of, you know, what we can and can't do, but we're planning ahead. We're saying if the scenario happens, then we're going to need to think about these things and how do we do that? And if this scenario happens, then, okay, that changes and 
you know, what do we need? We, we want to be prepared so that when the governor and the state and other people, uh, you know, tell us what we can and can't do, we'll have, we'll have plans for that so we can seamlessly go in into uh, fall sports. Um, but I think the big news on the lacrosse front was the, uh, the NFHS, the National Federation of High Schools, putting out uh, guidelines for return to play for high schools and youth sports and listing lacrosse as a higher risk category they had three categories, higher risk, moderate risk, and low risk. And uh, boys lacrosse was listed in the high risk category, along with wrestling, football, competitive cheerleading, and dance. And Joe, I know you've had a chance to take a look <laughs> at that list. I, I can't figure out, like, how, I mean, I, am, I, I understand. I'm baffled. I, I'm baffled. I understand they're, they're sort of, so for the viewer or for the listeners out there, the higher risk category are sports that involve close sustained contact between participants, lack significant protective barriers, and a high probability that respiratory particles will be transmitted between, between participants. All right. So I just, yeah, I, I, I don't see now. Now the, the thing that kind of gets me is, okay, I can understand maybe why you put lacrosse in that category, boys lacrosse, um, girls lacrosse falls in the moderate category as of right now. Correct. Which makes a little bit of sense because you you don't really have as much physical contact. Like you can't go and and, and hit somebody in in girls lacrosse. You can't, you know, or you're not supposed to. Um, right. You know. But you're right next to him. You do but you, play. You are right next to him. Right. Yes. You're right uh, next to him. What I don't you know, understand. What do, what I don't understand though. I I guess what I'm saying is, okay, if boys lacrosse is up there, why isn't basketball? Why isn't volleyball? Why isn't soccer? Um, why isn't ice hockey? Why isn't field hockey? Those are all listed as moderate risk sports. And the ones yeah, that I, I would I don't understand even more are the indoor ones, basketball, volleyball, ice hockey. Basketball and volleyball more so because you're playing these inside a gym, you know, that's a confined space. You've got at least, you know, ten to twelve people at a time. And and if you include officials, you you've got, you know, probably closer to fifteen to seventeen people who are running up and down breathing you know heavily in close quarters um you know and and from what my understanding you know not that i'm a i'm a you know a researcher or, or a scientist or anything who know you know a doctor or anything but from what i've been reading i thought you know the, the bigger risk was breathing in particles well and that's i just read an article that the cdc has, has basically started to say that the, the biggest risk for the transmission of this virus is human to human transmission through air particles and not from touching surfaces. So I, you know, I'm trying to figure out in the moderate risk category, it has an asterisk underneath it. And it says these sports could potentially be considered lower risk with the appropriate cleaning equipment and use of masks by the participant. So they're being classified as moderate risk without wearing a mask. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like they have crew listed as a moderate risk. Like how do you have, eight people in a boat working synchronous, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, sy yeah. synchronized rowing, breathing on top of each other, let them and, and be considered a moderate risk. Like I, I don't, in, you know, again, we're, you know, we're, we're with our lacrosse lenses on right now. And obviously we're upset that lacrosse has been listed as a higher risk. I mean, or see any of these sports be put into the higher risk category and not, not be considered to play. But I just, I don't understand how they came up with, their uh their guidelines here i mean lacrosse it's very you know it's essentially it's it's all the same equipment in similar play to ice hockey same equipment basically but yet played outdoors you would think like you said you would think it would actually be 
easier or better. This this you know? lists I and and I'm I'm just this just hit me or just occurred to me. This list almost feels like it was put together, you know, based off of what the opposite of what we were just you were just saying about you know what you read about the CDC right. and what we were saying. It almost sounds like this list was based off of what they initially thought about this virus was that you know you got it more from from touching things from surfaces rather than yeah. from from you know stuff in in the air stuff that you were breathing in because if you look at the high risk sports wrestling football well the other high risk sports wrestling football competitive cheer i i'm not sure about dance i don't know what i don't think new hampshire has a a dance um you know a a dance category and if i yeah. if i'm wrong about that i apologize to to the people involved but i mean in those other You'll three yeah, I'll hear about it. Um, the the NH high school sports at gmail.com is the, the email address <laughs> to send that to. Um, the other sports, though, you're, you are physically touching someone on Correct. every single moment yeah. of, of that event. Um, but how often in basketball are you not? That's touching the thing. Someone? That's Rebounding what I was going to say. Basketball. Guarding, yeah. Like, you know. yeah. Um, and you're sharing, and, and we talked about how volleyball and basketball you're constantly sharing the same thing again, if touching isn't that big of a risk of transmission, but still I would human to human transmit. They're talking about sweat and air particles. You know, you're sweating all over that ball and, and people passing it back and forth. Like, I, I don't know soccer, you know, it goes out of bounds. You're picking up the ball all the time. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm you know, not even sure the either. low, even the low risk sports, we're talking about not being able to open our, our weightlifting facility. Cause we don't know, you know, I guess if one person was weightlifting by themselves and then wiped down afterwards and, you know, like, or, or you were able to socially distance while you were weightlifting, possibly Alpine skiing. I've been an Alpine ski coach for, for the last 17 years. I mean, so you're going to have everybody ride in a single chair up the chairlift. You know, uh, you get in the lodge, there's going to be literally thousands of people. You go to Pass Peak on a, on a Wednesday, there's, there's literally a thousand kids there for lessons. You know, I don't, I, Seems seems like that could be a tough one to do. It feels um, like though the the being outdoors though that I think that makes a big difference. Um, I agree. That, that that makes a big difference. But yeah, the weightlifting, or at least to this list, to the does. to the list, right, right. But the weightlifting, you're right. I think is a tough one because again, you're in that that enclosed space, um, you know, and and you don't. I mean, you you need to have pretty good ventilation, which. You know, at this this time of year, what we're getting into is a good time for that. You open the doors, you get some fans going. Um, you know, hopefully that I believe that that they've said that 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 helps. Um, yeah, just kind of a just kind of a head scratcher here on some of these. Uh, so things to think about. We're definitely, you know, as a uh, you know, as ads, we're definitely going to be talking about this this document. Uh, you know, in, in the meetings we have coming up actually tomorrow or today when you'll be listening to this. Um, and again, none of us want to see any of these sports not be played. So we're going to do everything we can to try and make it, make them play. We just, we need, uh, you know, once they tell us, Hey, you know, we get on the way, whether it's mass temperature taking, whatever it is, we'll, we'll try and do that. I just worry. I worry that if it becomes too complicated, you know, a state our size would not have the manpower or the resources to do it across the board. And so some schools may, and some schools may not be able to do it, which would be, which would be really sad. You know, so but yeah, yeah. that well, might even be worse than than what we're going through now. If you have some schools that can't participate in in some yeah. of these things, I, I think that would be a tougher pill to swallow than what's been going on right now. I've also the other the other solution, and I know people don't want to hear this. So I've heard that you know some sports like cross country and golf, because of the nature of them, you may be able to do and do them fully, while other sports like soccer and field hockey 
you may have a fall where your teams can meet, but maybe you're not competing against other schools. Maybe you're doing, uh, you know, inner squad scrimmages, you know, uh, to limit or, or you're doing just skills and drills and things like that. Um, you know, I, I think the governor is coming out with some guidelines surrounding that real soon, as far as like, you know, what we can start to do this summer. And, you know, if things improve, then, then maybe we keep building off of that. And by the fall, we're able to do full, full contact and, uh, and scrimmages and games, things like that. So a lot of details still to be worked out. I mean, even, even coming down to how do we fill water bottles? How do you transport kids safely on buses? You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but we're working on it. I, I will say there is something I scrolled down a little bit here and there is something that I do. I do like on here for, for very selfish reasons. Uh, there's a section here that says who should be allowed at events. And it's broken down into three tiers. Tier one, essential, athletes, coaches, obviously, officials, event staff, medical staff, security. Tier two, preferred, media. I like that. Well, that means you have to that be means... preferred, though. <laughs> they prefer that I'm there, yeah. Or, or <laughs> I guess that is a, that might be a challenge for me in some cases, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, that is, I mean, that's something that I wondered about. You know, when, when um, the winter sports were being put on hold, um, you know, they had mentioned NHIA mentioned in its in its announcements that, you know, pass holders were not going to be allowed into the games except for media. Um, you know, but it was one of those. It's like how many you know media members are going to be able to uh, be able to go. It just it was one of those things. It's like, geez, I, it's not something that I ever would have thought of having to, to think about. It's like, can I get into this game? Do I want to go to this game? You know, is it safe for me to go to this game? Um, right. Yeah, and it's um, and I, you know what? Maybe that kind of leads us into um, uh, our, our quarantine question uh, for this week. Um, you know, we've been trying to end on a lighter note, um, not to to make things too, um, uh, I guess, too dark. Uh, so this week, uh, I think our our question is going to be, uh, as I said at the beginning, there's a lot of changes going on, um, changes with this podcast, obviously, um, changes with the way we do many things. So, Coach, what is something that, that has changed for you uh, that you want to actually see stick around? Uh, I, would, I would love the ability to not travel as much. Like, I, I've really enjoyed the extra, the extra gas money that I've had <laughs> in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, I know that I know that probably is difficult because, you know, we, we are going to have to go back. We, we want to go back to work. But uh, I will tell you, it's been nice to have that extra extra cash in in the pocket there to be able to do some other things with. And I've also really enjoyed um, a little bit more time to, to focus on, on myself, whether it's exercise, whether it's, um, you know, taking a walk, reading, doing some stuff around the house. Um, I think, and again, that that's, that's, it's, it's going to come back. Like our lives are going to get busier, but it's, it's taught me it's to maybe uh, that I need to, I need to find some more time to plan out some more time to, to take care of myself as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm disappointed that this break happened now. I was, it would have been nice if it had happened during the summer and we'd gotten more cross season in, but it has been nice to, to sort of refocus a little bit, but I think you have a little bit more of a tangible one that, uh, that you'd like to see not come back. Well, I, you know, one thing that they, they told us to stop doing early on, um, was shaking hands and I would be absolutely thrilled if that stopped being a practice. Um, I'll tell you the last day that we did things, um, March 11th, uh, was the last day that, that, that there were games, high school games in the state that I covered a game. 
And, you know, we were kind of aware of this at that point. I actually brought a bottle of hand sanitizer to the places I went to that day. And I noticed I had no less than than five people shake my hand. And it's one of it was one of those things that like at the time, it's like, oh, shoot, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> then it's like turn around, run back, go back, back to my bag, grab the hand sanitizer, rub my hands, you know, and then and then go back to try not to touch any of my stuff and, and go back to what I was doing. Um, it's so funny. It's so funny. You said that the first day, one of the first days we moved to our new house, we were out taking a walk and one of our neighbors was walking in the woods, came up to us, introduced himself, shook, you know, shook our hands. And all the time we're on the walk, looking at our hand being like, okay, keep that away. We'll just wash it when we get home. <laughs> hold, hold it up. I'm in the, sure it was hold it up I'm in the sure air. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, like, you, you never know. Um, and it's, and, yeah. and it, you know, it's, you know, how many times have you gone to shake someone's hand and, Either they're, you know, one of those people that they're very aggressive handshakers and they, they squeeze the crap out of your hand, you know, or they've got kind of the, the limp fish handshake where it's like, oh, you know, their hand's kind of clammy and cold and it's, you know, you're just squeezing their fingers. It's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with no more handshakes. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with, you know, um, I know a guy who spent a lot of time in Japan. You know, he says that they, they bow over there uh, as a sign of respect, you know, the, the, the deeper your bow, the more respect you're showing to the person you're, you're um, being introduced to or you're, you're seeing. Um, and, you know, I, I, and we, we kind of talked about this uh, before we started, the head nod. Uh, we're both big fans of that, you know, just kind of the, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, I'm that, a big fan of the head nod. I don't, I don't know about the bow because it sounds like then I got to worry. Then, then there's all these subtleties I got to worry about. Did that person bow Did, enough did I show me? enough did respect? Did they not like yeah. me? Right. You know, like, I I think there's a lot of subtleties to that. Like with a, with a handshake, I know, I know like, right. You know, is that guy trying to play a power play on me? Is he trying to, you know, uh, I do like, I do like the head nod. Uh, As I told you, I'm a big fan of the head nod because that's my go-to when I, when I've forgotten somebody's name, like the, oh yeah. Hey man, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) And I I will say, I will say too, the, uh, the gas, uh, not having to pay for gas right now has been a, a very nice, um, side i guess uh uh result of this i i usually get gas once a week um during the school year and i think i've gone maybe once since the beginning of march and it's that's been fantastic <laughs> but i feel like i should be buying a storage tank right now to stock up on it i mean i, right. I mean when's the last time you've seen like i, I saw gas for like a dollar sixty dollar fifty the other day like i haven't seen that since since i was in college i mean jesus <laughs> I should be hoarding i should be hoarding it away someplace yeah well if we have, if we had, if we were probably regulated to have that in the backyard, it might not be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, any, any final thoughts, coach, before we wrap up for the week? No, uh, another good week. We're getting through it. Uh, the only, the only thought I had is uh, it's going to hit hard this weekend. I mean, this would normally Memorial day weekend. It would normally be the weekend where, you know, we'd be going to the NCAA lacrosse championships yeah. or we'd be having a big barbecue in the backyard, rolling out a, you know, a portable TV and having friends over and, uh, you know, I think I think we're still going to do something similar to that anyway, or get the TV out and watch maybe watch some old championships. Uh, but it's not going to it's definitely not going to be the same. So, uh, you know, it's for lacrosse fans. This has always always been the biggest weekend of the year. And uh, it'll be it'll be disappointing not to not to have that. Well, we'll, we'll enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy the, the extra day, uh, the, the long weekend and, and absolutely and, uh, the, what's going to be some great weather, it looks like. Well, we will do we will do our best, and I encourage everybody else listening out there to do the same. Stay strong, and, and we'll be back. He is uh, Dairy Field Boys lacrosse coach Chris Hedler. Chris, thanks again. 
Always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Oh, we will. And I am Joe Marcellino. Thanks again for listening.